0: Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, everyone, to our episode on Mommy Heal Thyself podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about removing the friction first, especially for you wonderful parents who are nurturing and caring for our little special people, or maybe our big special people who have autism. My guest today is Len Arcuri, and he is the co-founder of All-in-One Parent Coaching and the co-host of the Autism Parenting Parenting Secrets podcast. Len's mission is to help parents better equipped to navigate the journey to support their children. While most resources and support are focused on the child, Len knows, and we know that the secret sauce, that the child benefits when the parent works on him or herself first. So Len, welcome to our podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you.
0: Oh, well, you know, before we get into all of this nitty-gritty stuff, tell us a little bit more about your story and what has brought you to this path.
1: Sure. I'll keep it high level, so feel free to pepper me with questions. But um, my wife and I, you know, with our firstborn, um, my my son's name is Rye, and he just had a whole host of health issues early on, uh, was diagnosed um, moderate, borderline severe on the autism spectrum around 18 months so effectively you know that was the catalyst in terms of my wife and i being new you know new parents um we so wanted to make good decisions and to help them as any parent would uh but overall we found from this this event just a very different way to be able to navigate the journey uh, which fast forwarding to today that's really what now we're all about is to help parents not in terms of what to do because every child's so unique but we know by changing how we were navigating the journey and we made all the mistakes up front that 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 way of navigating is the key and so for our son he's made incredible progress. And my wife and I are convinced, not that we did such a great job, but we feel like we got out of the way Uh, because the way we were showing up initially was not going to be useful for our son. So he, he had a lot of um, health issues. Uh, Basically he went from being a child who was like 90th percentile height and weight, all the wellness visits were going wonderfully. And then basically his health uh, just went off of a cliff, you know, pretty much after his one year birthday. And there were a number of events that kind of happened at that time. And I can go into all the details, but basically his immune system just got overwhelmed and was wiped out. And the the boy who was growing really steadily and strongly just basically became failure to thrive. He became allergic to everything that he ate. He we We've We got allergy panels done. He was basically allergic to everything and any food he ate, he became allergic to that. So he, over the period of, you know, uh, months and years just kept progressing downward to where he was, I think he got down to about fourth percentile in height and weight was basically failure to thrive. And, um, and it was incredibly hard, challenging, difficult. Um, But again, he ultimately turned around. We started to find more and more things that were helpful for him. Mm-hmm. They were all opposite of what everyone told us to do. So <laughs> we, so we found answers for him. Uh, we're grateful that we did. We had so many dynamite, you know, people who entered uh, and and really helped. You know, they they were all part of this team, uh, this community around him, yeah. where you know we're we're delighted to be able to say that yes, ultimately we found answers that were right for him. And he started to make, um, steady improvement and to where now, you know, fast forward, he's going to turn 17 in December. He's a happy connected kid. Um, and this is a boy who had all the hallmark symptoms of autism, totally in his own world. A lot of, a lot of self-injurious behaviors, huge gut issues, uh, had wanted nothing to do with our world and the fact, and had no words. He had a few words and regressed and lost them. And for a, a good number Months probably year you know almost a couple of years, I really wasn't even sure if he would ever be able to talk and be ever be ever be able to communicate so from that extreme place that he was in for now, he's a happy, connected kid, doesn't stop talking, he loves people, he's engaged, and physically he's healthy uh so um so you know again, he did all the work, my wife and I are grateful for everything that happened because and I know that sounds ridiculous because I would never have said that early on, but you know, he has been our teacher every step of the way. And, and the minute we started to listen and pay attention and to be open with a different way of parenting and to shift our perspective on our role and even to shift our perspective on the goal Mm -hmm. um, that made all the difference. So yes, I, I, I love the term of, you know, to remove the friction first because I know what's true for me and my wife, and I'll just speak for myself. And what I think very well, may be something that you Michelle can relate to and perhaps your listeners, is that as much as we wanna be the best parent we can be for our kids, the reality is we have our own stuff that's in the way of enabling us to really be that best parent. So if a parent can focus on where are they generating, like like I asked myself, where am I creating the friction? Because if I'm creating it, the great thing is I can do something about it. It's not outside of my control. And uh, and so that's the key message is that we unintentionally generate and, and put obstacles in our own way. And if we could just remove those obstacles and address that friction first, so much opens up for your child and yourself.
0: So now let's jump into that. And you you said a lot of stuff that it's just like, yes, 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 especially when you started talking about community. You know, I love talking about community. <laughs> but now today, I want to dial in more on who is the person that you specifically work with? What is it that they're dealing with? What are the challenges that they're dealing with? And tell us more about what do you mean about removing the friction, if you can give us an example.
1: So you're talking about the coaching that my wife and I do? Right now, well, like
0: the organization that you have, meaning that yes. there are people that you are servicing. That's why we have you here on our podcast, because you are providing a phenomenal service. You know, a lot of times we focus on the child, and there are lots of different resources that are out there for the child and what you can do to fix your child and blah blah yeah. Right. yeah. But you guys, what what drew me to you is that you have a very different kind of approach. And so <laughs> I want to know more about who, what type of parents are coming to you and what is it that you help them with?
1: Perfect. Yeah. Well, we used to be called like the, the organization, when we created this, we used to call it warrior parent coaching because (laughs) warrior connotates the strong energy, you know, that a parent showing up with. And we've moved away from that. I still like the term, but we moved away from that because we're, you know, Who we're for, it's not for parents who are at war with anything. They're not at war with their child. They're not at war with autism. So now our coaching is called all-in parent coaching, and we have an all-in parent tribe. And all-in really connotates the person that we're serving. So these are parents who know more is possible for their child. They're open and willing to take in new information. They want to make their own decisions instead of being told what to do. So they're all in in the sense that they're signing up for working on themselves, for taking ownership, as my wife Cass always says, to be the CEO for their child. And I think that's a great term because the CEO of a company, you know, and our granted, our kids are not a company, but the analogy still applies. A CEO doesn't do everything themselves. They surround himself with the experts, but ultimately they're decision maker in chief. And that's where I know I wasn't in that camp early on because I just wanted somebody to fix my son. I wanted someone to tell me what to do. And I didn't want the responsibility to make the decisions because what if I was wrong? You know, so so the parents we coach, that's the uh, one of the big fears is that they're worried about making a mistake. Hmm. And 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 so that's why so many people comply with what's expected or what their doctor recommends, even if in, you know their intuition says that doesn't feel right. They still do that because nobody can judge you if you followed, you know, the the norms or the guidance or the the, the standard path. Hmm. So we are for parents, and I I wasn't that way at the at the outset. We're for parents who raise their hand. And want to step into that role, which I know takes courage. So I think we're probably for courageous and hopeful parents who know that nobody knows their child better than they do. So therefore they will, you know, in, in partnership with their spouse, um, but they are the decision maker in chief.
0: So now speaking about this fear of making mistakes, (laughs) what is one mistake that you find a lot of our parents are making when they are on this journey,
1: there are a lot. and I say that not judging parents listening, I just know I made a lot, and that's why, as my, my life's work is now to help parents see mm-hmm. these different perspectives, these different different ways because these mistakes that you meant that you're mentioning, Michelle, we're programmed to make these mistakes. So it's not like parents make a mistake that you know, bad judgment or whatever. It's like, no, if you do what we've been conditioned to do and to judge the way we're conditioned to judge, those are the mistakes that, that come top of mind. So for me right now, um, I touched on one mistake. So I'm not going to answer your question. I'm going to give you three answers. Uh, one, is, one is abdication is a big mistake. So just to say, hey, the doctor said to do X, Y, and Z, or this is the therapy, these are the services that are being provided, so I'm going to do these. um, That's basically abdication to someone else's judgment. So I think that's a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. If you want to cut to the chase or the biggest mistake that I feel like I made and I feel like many of your, uh, many other parents make the same mistake is, and, and the one that, creates the heaviness of a journey to support a child on the spectrum or to support a child of any condition the biggest mistake is the parent's judgment of the child as broken oh. as less yes, yes. as not okay as they are right now mm-hmm. like i i love my son unconditionally but and early on i love the version of him that i was hoping he would become mm. i really care for the current version. Um, And so because of that, my judgment of him is broken and therefore needing to be fixed. Why that was such a mistake for me is that by doing that, and I know a lot of parents probably share looking at their child, perhaps as broken. What I didn't realize is that even though it wasn't my intent, I was basically doing this to my son. I was kind of trying to draw him close to me to get him out of his world and more into our world. So I was trying to bring him into my world, but because I was judging him, even though I was trying to draw him in, I was also giving him a big, you know, other, the other hand was basically pushing him away. So I was giving him mixed messages and he was receiving that those mixed messages. So he knew I wasn't fully with him. He did. He knew I wasn't fully accepting him as he is. Mm-hmm. And therefore I know i wasn't creating an environment for him where he felt safe and seen and heard and if i was him i wouldn't have wanted to connect with me yeah until yeah. i shifted and accepted him as he was and dropped that belief that he's broken exactly that's when everything shifted
0: i love that you say that in fact you know that is what i refer to as our first and most important heart hack in dealing with our children who have this gift which is to shift into a zone where we are able to truly see them for who they are, which are gifts, you know, and to see their differences as being a blessing and not a curse. And Mm -hmm. I, I found that to be the changing moment when I was dealing with my daughter The moment that helped me to remove the friction because I was the one creating the most friction. Like you said, I'm here trying to make her into this image of what I think a child should be, you know, the perfect child or whatever, the the neurotypical, however you want to describe it. And she would never, she's never going to be able to fit into that little box. So I love the fact that you said that that is probably the most important mistake that you and many of us as parents make. So now the flip side of that, right? what would be your biggest tip or biggest um, encouragement for our parents when they are in this journey?
1: Okay, so I think before I answer that, I'm just gonna say two quick things on the prior one. One, (laughs) that view of judging your child is broken again. Everyone around you is going to confirm that. They're going to confirm and validate that your child's freaking broken. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, this is a road less traveled for the power of sincere acceptance. So, I just want to recognize that this isn't just like some offhand mistake. Everything's conditioned to okay. point out that your child is broken. And 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 what I did for a living, by the way, at the time uh, I was working for a behemoth bank. And I was like a CFO and a, you know, a numbers guy, financial guy. And then I started doing a lot of project work and I wound up being like a, pro- a process improvement specialist. And I got certified <laughs> as a Six Sigma master black belt. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I was the person who was all about re-engineering the processes so that the processes for this behemoth bank had no defects. So mm-hmm. my job was about eliminating the defects. So I was so wired to look at my son saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's not okay. He must be fixed. Anyway, I just wanted to go back to that.
0: I agree completely.
1: So in terms of what can a parent, your question was, how can a parent?
0: But what's the biggest tip that you would give our parents as they are navigating this particular journey?
1: Yeah, I probably have 12. I'd love to be able to rattle off right now. But the biggest one, I think, related to what I've I've shared is really give more thought into what is the goal what are you going after and because I had that so wrong early on because my goal was to fix my son Mm. I I was not going to be okay until autism was not the label Mm. right like and and so I was like this yeah warrior parent like I'm going to do everything throw everything but the kitchen sink at my son (laughs) to change this Because my goal is for him to be quote unquote normal and not to have autism. So I think the tip I would give is really reconnect with what is it that you really want? Because what I learned is that if all I cared about was my son didn't have an autism diagnosis, well, guess what? I could have gotten a nice pool of money together and gone and found a developmental pediatrician who would just, I'd pay him off to tell, to write a report that says my son doesn't have autism. Right? (laughs) And I could show that to everyone. Mission accomplished.
0: Uh-huh. Certificate, but,
1: <laughs> right? But that wouldn't help my son at all. So, so the shift that made such a big difference for me, and why I'm throwing it out as a suggestion, a possible suggestion, is if you really check in with what you really want. When I actually did that, I shifted. Okay, I realized that fixing my son and having no autism was a stupid goal very understandable. Everyone was supporting me in that, you know, it's easy to explain to people, but that was not a useful intention. Wasn't a useful goal Hmm. when I shifted and really dropped into my heart about what is it I want most right now? Hmm. What I really wanted was I wanted selfishly to feel connected to my son and I wanted him to feel connected to me. So connection was the goal. Well, guess what? When that became the goal, all my actions changed, hmm. right? I stopped doing the the, the um, activities that were inadvertently pushing him away. Hmm. I started to really be present with him and to delight in the moments with him. Even if he was exhibiting symptoms and behaviors I didn't want, I could still delight in him now. And not create this anxiety and stress and overwhelm in me, which was only going to wear me down. And again, present to him, not a very inviting person in the household. So, so by shifting to connection, I saw the importance of me being more of a light within his life, instead of someone who's got this dour expression, striving to fix him.
0: Mm -hmm. So now what is it that you help parents to do?
1: Well, it's always a little bit hard to explain, but the simplest way is there's a lot of people out there who for a parent of a child with autism, like you said, there's, there's a lot of people who are out there helping to fix the kid, you know, to, with services and interventions and the like. And there, there, there are some people out there who want to support the parents or providing support for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, But where we fit in is that we don't think parents need another set of parents giving them more advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't need more gurus who are going to tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. So what my wife and I focus on, our podcast, Autism Parenting Secrets, our coaching, all in parent coaching, it's all about helping to equip parents with the insights, strategies, and tools on how to navigate, not necessarily on what to do. Uh-huh. It's that how to navigate that we don't believe anyone else focuses and teaches parents. Because what you do for your child, like what therapy or what diet intervention or what school, you know, we trust the parents gonna be in the best position to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But if they have a lousy toolbox, if they don't have good decision-making tools, and especially even before then if they have a fixed mindset or a victim mentality
0: mm-hmm. or if
1: they have these stories they're telling themselves these these beliefs about their child about autism about their spouse there's all these things about how the parents navigating mm-hmm. that that has to be kind of changed first because otherwise you're you're just setting off on a journey that's going to automatically feel hard, mm-hmm. perhaps even miserable, and and you're not going to be in a position to make clear, good decisions about what's right for your child. So, we are all about helping phenomenal parents to step into this even stronger, more powerful version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not about us from up on high anointing them with the answers. It's us sharing with them this ver- that these these ways of navigate that are much better than perhaps how they're navigating now. And, and so that's why equipping them is really the, the best way of describing it. Um, and parents just, you know, we all have these playbooks, either we are handed by our parents or that people are sharing with us that just don't work for these kids. So there's a different way of navigating. And, um, and we know that, it's not about good or bad ways of navigating it's all about like I mentioned before what do you really want and then how do you navigate in a way that's aligned to you getting what you really want Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the skill set and the coaching that we provide and that's what the podcast is all about is sharing insights to help parents understand and have a different perspective on how they can step into that much stronger version of themselves
0: so now speaking About tools, you have a wonderful free resource, which is a quiz on what is your top autism parenting blind spot. Tell us a little bit more about this quiz, why we should take this quiz, and what we're going to get out (laughs) of this quiz.
1: All right. Well, hey, put it this way the best free resource is the podcast. So listen to that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all platforms, every episode like there's no bad episode. like we really curate it. We have dynamite speakers. You'll be on, you know, people dynamite people who share these incredibly powerful perspectives. It's not just us getting in front of a microphone and BSing. Uh, so So the podcast is the ultimate free resource. Uh, but the the quiz, yes, is is getting to this way of navigating. Like there's five kind of uh, aspects of how a parent navigates. And every parent, just like every child is so incredibly unique, which is why it would be idiotic for me to say to any parent who, who, of a child who's been newly diagnosed, mm-hmm. for me to say, hey, you should do this, this, and this is idiotic because that may, like what was relevant for my son or what helped my son may have nothing to do with this child. It's the same thing with parents. Every parent shows up not equipped, but where they're stuck is going to vary wildly from parent to parent. So the the quiz is meant to say, okay, well, in a very simple quiz, what's the top area for, for you, the parent, that's most in the way? And so what I was alluding to earlier with this, you know, this the, the idea that my son is broken, right? That's 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 a belief. That's one of the five areas is the beliefs that the parents holding. Oftentimes is a huge source of that stress and anxiety. Um, so the the quiz will help reveal of the five with beliefs being one of them. We call them the roots because visualize you, you you're a tree and there's five aspects of how you're operating. The roots of the tree to below the surface. Those are the stories we're telling ourselves that we're not even conscious of. Yeah. But by shifting and sometimes just making a slight tweak to what we're believing you free up so much energy and power. So that's what that quiz is all about. What, to identify are,
0: what are the five types?
1: Well, the, the beliefs are a big one. Um, and So that's the roots of the tree. The trunk of the tree is mindset. So again, most parents who are drawn to our podcast, the mindset's not going to be the biggest drag. These are parents who know more is possible, mm-hmm. who have more of a growth mindset. They're not in victim mentality, mm-hmm. but it's easy for parents to even knowing that to still be in victim mentality. And again, I say that because I was there for a long time. Um, So the the trunk of the tree is mindset. Um, Then you have the soil that surrounds the tree. Hmm. That is the environment. So that is
0: Hmm.
1: basically toxins in the environment. So whether it's chemicals, pesticides, in the air, food, and water, that's toxic. I'm sorry? Eat People. I was just gonna say, yeah, so it's it's toxins of all kinds, including electromagnetic fields, and you're hundred percent right. Toxic people are something that most parents don't really give much thought to. But like who is surrounding you? Who is surrounding your child? It's amazing to me, particularly if a child's getting some form of therapy, you know, oh, yeah. where there's a therapist who's a horrible fit, and the child has no connection with, hates going. And parents don't swap that therapist out. They don't make a change because toxic people, and sometimes those toxic people are family members, yeah. knowing what's toxic in your environment and making some changes to create a more uplifting environment is a huge part. So the soil is one is the third area. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth area is, are the leaves of the tree. So th- that's the knowledge that a parent has and any the actions they're taking. This is where most parents start. Like us, we got a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. We started rapid firing action after action after action, draining the bank account. And that was all nonsensical. If the mindset wasn't right, if our beliefs weren't supportive, if the environment, if you were in toxic soup, all those actions are less likely to have any impact. So the leaves are the the knowledge and the actions. And then the fruit of the tree, that really is this vision of what the parents going for, what what they want, what they're wanting for their child, what they're wanting for themselves. So to make that destination really super big and clear is another big part of it. And again, that goes back to what I was sharing where, you know, I wanted connection in my family, but, if, but, but if my own goal was only no autism, yeah. you know, that that's a crappy goal basically. So, so the fruit of the tree is the vision And then the thing related to that, that very few parents or anybody really does in a meaningful way is to take that vision and then to break it down and to actually have a goal or maybe a few, but at least one goal that's very specific and measurable that you can channel your energy on trying to improve now like without goals it's just chaos you move from thing to thing to thing Mm -hmm. so um so the fruit of the tree is the fifth area which is vision and then breaking that down in some way to a, a useful goal that channels your energy
0: awesome well i am excited about that quiz and i think in actuality it's a good quiz for any parent really and truly not just autistic parents so ladies i encourage you look into the show notes, click on that link and go to the quiz. And after you do the quiz and get all that juicy stuff, go and listen to a lot of those different podcasts, lots of different content, lots of different speakers. And I assure you, you will be as blown away by this couple as I am. So Len, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Michelle. I re- I really do. It's an honor being here with you. And yes, that quiz, it's com slash go is where people can go. And whether it's the quiz or whether it's our podcast, it's called Autism Parenting Secrets. It has nothing to do with autism. This is, again, this is about empowerment of a parent, yeah. whether they're wrestling with a diagnosis like autism, a developmental delay, or something else. This way of navigating applies across the board. So uh, a big piece of it, as I alluded to, and why I love what you do, is if you do it in isolation and try to do it totally alone, you're just, again, you're just so undercutting your, your odds of success. So community is so incredibly important.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, ladies, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Until next time, peace and blessings. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Feel Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.